Hi, Spags. <laughs> oh, hi, Pete. What a cold <laughs> intro this is, but we are here. Pete's in LA. We're with Nick Ercolano. I'm in Philadelphia, so I am completely left out of the cool boys club, but the good news is we are going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to see what's going on on Underdog as well, because Pete and Nick are in the Underdog house, living it up right now. And of course, we're going to talk about some of the best bets and fantasy plays for the final game of the NFL season, the Super Bowl on Sunday. So Pete, hit that intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast that looks like we might be turning into a casting couch show, but I am Chris Spags, joined by your friend and mine, Pete Overzet, and the great Nick Ercolano, who you should be following on Twitter immediately, at Nick Ercolano. How are you doing, LA boys? Uh, doing good. I mean, previously, I've only uh, ever done kind of like photo shoots as far as modeling, so this is kind of a, a first for me. Yeah, Chris, it was only a cold intro for you, buddy. Me, me and Pete, no less than six minutes ago, were outside lathered in oil, uh, soaking in the 80-degree weather here. I presume just doing your Hulk Hogan flexing out there as your skin slowly turns orange? Something like that. <laughs> something like that well we appreciate nick being on here we appreciate all of you guys for joining us as well make sure you hit the like button and subscribe if you're on peach channel or the splash play channel helps us out a bunch and make sure to go check out nick's channel bdge media officially changed the branding over from your personal name nick and you know i i commented on the videos a couple weeks ago i saw that you replied um i track what you guys are doing a lot and it seems like you're making some hires over there so tell the people what's going on in the world of bdge yeah, it was. Uh, we switched the name over from my, you know, my my birth name um, to BDGE Media because I kind of made the decision a few months ago that I wanted to try to actually scale us for the first time, like you know, uh, give it a real, real attempt, which uh, will include getting a real office space and hiring a few guys full time. And for a while, I looked at my YouTube channel as like my own personal uh, creative outlet, if if you would say. And that meant, you know, it was it was me. It was my my stuff. And some of my friends put content out. But at the end of the day, it was it was mine to do with what I wanted. And uh, I think the it was almost like a mindset shift for me, switching over from my personal name to the company name to let everyone on the team know and let everybody else out there know that it's uh, it's a team thing now. You know, it's not just my personal creative outlet, which was led me to create a second channel, which is where I'll be putting my personal stuff on. But uh, as we expand and, and the team becomes a full time team, uh, it's uh, as much theirs as it is mine. So that was kind of uh, the idea behind switching things up a little bit and how we'll be proceeding going forward. And I know you also are, have brought some people on, some hires are putting out content on the channel, some dynasty content, some uh, previews of rookies already. You guys are digging into that. Uh, but do you want to give any special shine to the guys you're bringing on or I guess promote any jobs that you have out there? Because I know we have an audience <laughs> chock full of people who are dying to be full-time content creators, much like Pete, you, and myself. Uh, yeah, we we've... Fortunately, been able to fill all the roles that we have. Um, two of the oh, guys so that are doing dynasty. <laughs> Listen, they're hungry, man. We keep we keep them fed. <laughs> um, so, two of the guys that are doing dynasty content on there have been had been doing it for us for a while. We made a second channel because I was like, I don't want to flood my personal shit. And now that we're back to being like a a brand and a company and a team together, that's why they're back onto the main channel again. So, um, I don't really have any anything to plug, man. I'm just I'm just here to make some fun content and. Share some share some laughs with my good friend Pete and yourself, Chris. So uh, we can we can roll with whatever you want now. 
All right, so let's talk about L.A. because you guys are in L.A. for the Super Bowl. I know that um, I, you guys are both not going to the big game. I know Pete couldn't get a ticket because obviously, you know, why would you let that what vagabond mean, in? But... can't get a ticket? Who's who's to say I have, I've tried yet, Spags? Have you tried yet, Pete? I haven't. So, <laughs> uh, you know, don't don't count me out. Hold I mean, up. if anyone would get a Super Bowl ticket just to spite Spags, it would be me. So don't tempt me. Yeah, we're waiting. We're waiting to buy the dip as well. We're seeing the prices shoot underneath. Uh, it's like three times cheaper than it was when it started. So if it hits a certain number, we're going to uh, we're going to get on that. Did you guys get after it last night? I know, Pete, you arrived in Los Angeles after doing our show yesterday. But did you get your, your big adventures out there? Any any fun celeb sightings? Obviously, that's what happens everywhere you go in L.A. Yeah, I saw a couple celebs yesterday. Uh, Pete Overzet and Jack Settleman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Josh Norris and Hayden Winks <laughs> were probably my two big uh, celeb sightings. Uh, I. I got to the house and uh, Josh and Hayden weren't here yet. And Jack had just seen Hayden in the flesh for the first time. And he described him to me as a sexual being. Um, so that was uh, Jack's first take on seeing Hayden. And after seeing Hayden myself, I can confirm. Very good looking out. dude. Yeah. Um, very, Jack, very sexual. Being. Jack is like uncomfortably obsessed with how he looks, though. It's starting to get a little weird. So is he, is he posting Snapchats of, of Hayden on compromising positions to get those views up? Probably it'd be good content for Snapback Sports. Yeah, they're they're off uh, doing big boy things over at Radio Row. Uh, you know, schmoozing, uh, talking to partners, and uh, you know, we're just slumming it here. Just had breakfast burritos, so you know, this is this is the real stuff. This is what really goes down, Spags. Has a drink gone down yet for either of you today? Not today, but I was thinking about it. Um, I yeah, we had we had some of the low dose tequila. You know, Jeremy keeps uh, the houses well stocked with that. But uh, I mean, if you want me to open up a beer, Spags, I will for you. I yeah, would stop here pressuring us. Tequila to ripping shots during the show. I feel like that might ruin your night, but might be a good time. I'm, I'm not. I'm not ripping shots, but I'll get a Takati. It's a it's a long it's a long weekend, long week, uh, Spags. We have to pace ourselves accordingly. Our uh, I mean, if all the cool kids are doing it, yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> well, what what are the weekend plans for you guys? Because obviously you're out there to create some content, um, but you're also you know setting up the studio in the house for yourself. So what's the plan for the weekend? What are you guys going to do to make the most of your, your time in L.A.? Yeah, so we're going to be doing a lot of content, as you said. We'll do this show. Me and Peter are going to do some funny stuff around the, the house, maybe like a little crib-style episode, do some man-on-the-street interviews. And then tonight we have dinner reservations, I believe, somewhere that's – quote-unquote vibey for like 12 to 14 people-ish so that should be fun and then i'm sure we'll head out somewhere afterwards and like jack is out here like yeah we can go to like shack's party and then the fan duel party and then the fanatics party and then like he's he's got more parties than i've than i've ever seen in one weekend than i'm usually invited to in like a two months span so we will be party hopping uh, i believe uh jeremy the founder of underdog is throwing a party tomorrow during the day so um I, I, this is why I'm nervous about drinking a beer at this at this time because there's like 700 more beers to be drank. You definitely have to keep the levels right. And unfortunately, Pete, I can't share chats even though I am in Pete's streamyard as well. And we're going to be sharing my screen in a little bit to do uh, see what games are going on in Underdog. I can't share the chat, but I want to share our pal Derek Richard, of course, feuding with the people of Malden, Massachusetts. And now he says that you are in fact both in LA to quote unquote smash box. Uh, Nick, comment. Uh, the only boxes I'll be smashing are Super Bowl boxes, all right? This is strictly business. <laughs> um, and thank you, Willis, mentioning my underdog shirt. They asked us what our favorite team was, so I did have to hit them with the fins up. So I got the, a special one-of-one one, uh, Miami Dolphins color. Uh, and to rub it in, Spags, as he always likes to FUD the Dolphins on this show. So there you go. 
That is true. That is what that's really me and Brian, Brian Flores teaming up to sue the Dolphins. That's been a big part of my <laughs> long time. Uh, not for any racial inequities, just to get back at Pete. That's what we've been all about here. But let's talk about the Super Bowl, guys, because you're there. You got your boots on the ground. Tyler Higby hasn't practiced this week. CJ Ozoma has practiced in limited fashion. Pete, what are you hearing from everybody out in L.A. talking about Tyler Higby's status as well as CJ Ozoma's? Yeah, I was actually doing some boots on the ground. I was actually just kind of going door to door, uh, <laughs> knocking on houses and asking if they knew anything about Tyler Higby and CJ Uzoma. And the really kind lady next door said she heard that uh, Uzoma is going to take a giant bath in uh, Cincinnati chili if they win. <laughs> and she said, I think that augurs well for you know his chances of playing. So yeah, lots of good sources out here, Spags. Nick, I know you're a man who loves tight ends and their importance in DFS for Sunday. So how are you feeling about Tyler Higby and CJ Ozoma? And I guess what could happen if Higby doesn't play? Well, I heard I heard the same thing Pete did. So I can't give you any breaking news on that front. Um, I uh, I think this will be a big Odell game. I think if Tyler Higby's honestly, I don't think Tyler Higby really plays a vital role in that offense when you have the pass catchers that they do in uh in LA, I, I think last week we saw like a super conscious effort to get Odell involved like early and often. And the more he gets involved, the smoother he gets, the uh, the more we see the, the vintage Odell. So I think uh, the game plan, as it should be, is is Odell, Cooper Cup, early, often. So I imagine both those guys are going to have big games. You know, we talked uh, on yesterday's show a little bit about some of the Twitter threads going on out there showing off, I guess, how Cooper Cup has previously struggled against Mike Hilton. We're personally not afraid of that, but I do think if you want to play some lineups that maybe don't have Cooper Cup at all or at least have him in the utility line, but if you're playing the big showdowns on DraftKings, it uh, might be a wise move to get Odell and captain. That's a play that I'm making. So, Nick, great minds think alike. Other news going on out there. Darrell Henderson, Cam Akers, both practice in full this week. McVay said, and here's the quote, I think Darrell's going to go, so you'll have Cam, Darrell, and Sony. You'll be able to see a good thing Three back rotation based on how the game unfolds. The situations that arise will dictate which one you're seeing. Like anything else, if we're able to get into a rhythm running it, we're going to go with the hot hand. So, Pete, that was a lot of word salad to say that Sean McVay basically could be playing any of these guys at volume. Uh, which one do you trust the most if you had to pick one of the three-headed monster? Yeah, this one is tough because Akers was back to a full practice yesterday. So I know I had some worries about his shoulder and then the committee talk, but we've also seen throughout the season, McVay really liked to use one primary back. He he hasn't actually done a ton of, you know, committee stuff. So I do feel like this is tough to project. And when you go and look at different projections uh, around the industry, you're going to see completely different things based on how people are assigning that, you know, market share of rushing. I do think one thing that's interesting is I think Henderson's probably their best pass catcher. And so when he kind of has that quote where he's kind of saying, depending on the game script, I do think if they get down, I could see Henderson being on the field a little bit more, but if the game is close and they're controlling things, I do think we'll still primar primarily see uh, Michelle and Akers, but I kind of like that it's so muddy just for, for DFS and stuff because it's not going to put everyone on the, the exact same you know constructions in place. I think this is like a perfect spot to kind of talk about, you know, I would plug this regardless if I was working with an underdog, but they have the special of Joe Burrow over one passing yard, so that's obviously an auto hit. But they also have Cam Akers pegged at like 80 total yards for the game, and I feel like if you combo those two, because you could do it, opposite teams, two-player parlay, you go Joe Burrow over one passing yard, and then Cam Akers. I love the under, uh, but as the hours tick by, the under seems to keep going lower and lower, and 
I don't really like him going. He's not a guy with big yardage. He's played in the four or five games. And I think he's gone over this 80 yards total one time because he caught that one like long 40 yard pass, which is obviously not predictable. But I think the under, regardless of them talking about a committee, is probably a safe play with Acres uh, anyway. So now that we have this news about the committee thing, I think the Joe Burrow over one passing yard, Acres under 80 total yards from scrimmage is uh, just fucking money in the bank. Definitely some nice lines on underdogs. Make sure you're playing over there and use that promo code SPLASH, not promo code PETE, not any of Nick's promo codes. We don't want that here. You're on Splash Play. Use the promo code SPLASH because that's the only way um, you'll win, I think, is really that's the, the, the ad that they want us to read time and time again. Um, one last thing here, which I normally I, I'm not going to make you get up to pull it up on the screen, Pete, but a tweet from Cooper Cup. And I feel like we've talked a little bit about Cooper Cup arriving on the national stage this year. His tweet yesterday at 1141 p.m. East Coast times, uh, he tweeted, God is good. Um, over under and how many likes that got Pete for, from Cooper cup, just tweeting. God is good. Wow. Uh, likes you said, not retweets. Um, we could do them all honestly, but let's start with likes likes. I, I, I'm guessing there's, I don't know. I'll say 75,000 likes. Okay. Nick, you got to guess on how many likes that God is good as a tweet would get from Cooper cup. Can you give me a follower count of what Cooper Cup has? <laughs> wow, you're getting more information here. Let's see. I'm I, I will pull that up for you. I uh, sadly didn't have that off the top of my head. Probably higher than you would think based on this engagement. I don't want to I'm going to guess Cooper Cup's followers. I'm going to guess he has 1.3 million followers. No way. Way under. 114,000 followers. Yeah. What? Dude, people on athletes are, are horrible on Twitter. They'd never grow, I feel like. I just would have thought. But he's probably got like 10 million on Instagram, though. <laughs> Twitter's like not a good platform for athletes. Here's some of Cooper Cup's tweets. So I'll give the answer here. Actually, no, Nick, your guess first. How many likes did that tweet get? And actually, it's gone up another 9,000 likes since uh, apparently. I'm going to go Friday. with. Uh, I'm going to go with around how many followers he has. Uh, I'm going to say like 120,000. He's got 77,800 likes on that tweet. That was 7,700 retweets. He's well, I was going for by the end of the weekend. The, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that was projecting. Sure, Dude, we are not at the high holy the like yet. button. He means on Cooper Cup tweets. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plug. Wait, I want to go back to the beginning of the show and plug that. Everyone go hit that like button on Cooper Cup's tweet. Cooper Cubs other recent tweets to, to Nick's point here uh, his most recent tweet on February 9th having a debate with Anna is a banana and a glass of water considered dessert and he's got a 9500 poll votes uh, poll votes on that one and the answers that he gives for this one if a banana and water are dessert are of course exclamation point and um dot dot <laughs> wait banana and water banana and a glass of water is that dessert <laughs> Why the fuck would water be considered yeah, a dessert? I don't, yeah, why is water even included in this hypothetical? Like, just say, is it banana dessert? Or if right? it was like a glass of milk with it, maybe that pushes the, the needle a little bit, but no. This is how I feel about it, because I do think there's different contexts that I've had, you know, a banana. Like a banana in the morning by itself, that's breakfast. You could have like banana with a little peanut butter. I think that's a snack. If you drizzle like some Nutella on it, or maybe you're doing some kind of ice cream, then then it's a dessert. But I don't think a banana. Banana is always a side piece of dessert. Banana yeah. cannot be a main attraction of dessert. Well, banana flambe, like a you know where they put it on fire and you put some cream on there. I feel like that's a dessert. But this really just seems more like a humble brag for him about like, oh, I'm so committed. I'm eating a banana and water and calling it dessert. And I feel like that's. I gotta say, I don't like Cooper Cup's Twitter handle for my limited research here. Chris, there's the that sounded like more of a flex for you going out and getting bananas on fire. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's saying... I've mastered the science behind it. Cooper Cup's other tweets, looking back, thinking forward. He's actually just like a basic hot Instagram girl with his Twitter captions. And I feel like maybe we just need to go. Maybe we need to get on board. Maybe we've been overthinking this content thing too much. Cringy cup. Can we call him that? <laughs> the, the thing about Cooper Cup's profile is 
you know, there, there's kind of two types of athlete Twitter accounts. There's the really well manicured, which is the Cooper cup, like proper, uh, pronoun, uh, you know, uh, I can't even talk right now. Punctuation, all of this stuff, promotional tweets. And you could tell it's almost like his manager, you know, once a day is like, Hey Cooper, don't forget to send out your daily tweet. <laughs> Whereas like you need the, you know, the jo- Joel and beads who are just like shit posting nonstop. The Cooper cup does not have shit posting in him. Yeah, Joel Embiid yesterday posting the meme of the Rip Bozo, or rest in peace yeah. Bozo meme. <laughs> Simmons. You don't get that out of many NFL guys. No, you don't. Yeah, Cooper Cups is all just like football guy talk. December uh, 21st, playmakers on all three phases. Total team effort onwards. But do you think Cooper Cup is like that in real life? He definitely is. He probably is. He's pretty like quaint and like buttoned up in, in interviews and stuff. Every one of his tweets reads like it could be printed out and hung up in the locker room. Yeah. 22 men giving everything they got every snap for 60 minutes. Respect. Unreal game. But do you think every piece of decor in the new office is not going to be Cooper Cup quotes? <laughs> You've, you're hugely mistaken. <laughs> That's right. So do we think, I guess if you're looking through Cooper Cup's timeline, Pete, do you feel like you view him more positively as a football player or more negatively? Because it does seem like he's got nothing going on in life besides football. <laughs> no, it's just neutral. It's what you would expect uh, his account to be like you just want him to get out of line once as you're scrolling through it's like have you ever you know put down the banana and had a couple cocktails and fired off a tweet and he clearly <laughs> hasn't yeah anytime you go to the the bio and they have like the person that they're married to as like what their personality <laughs> is it's I, I, that's a huge red flag uh, i'm sure Anna's a lovely lady though and i'm sure he she and Anna he and Anna love talking about bananas that's the one thing i can gather from there <laughs> my big um, takeaway from that you know, you know his nickname for her is Anna Banana, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Anna Banana is not very deep That's for his clever references. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do uh, Pete. Anything else news wise you saw this week? Obviously, you're again, you're you're in LA, so you must be hearing the whispers of people just talking about things. But also, you know, in general, for the Fantasy Life newsletter, you're covering things in more depth than I usually get a chance to. So, anything else that you want to bring to the people? Um. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, much other uh, noteworthy stuff. But then again, um, other than going door to door, uh, I haven't been, you know, reading the the newswire. But I will keep my ear to the ground. I will make sure that if I can break any news, Jack Settlement style, I will uh, be sure to attribute it to the uh, the Splash Play brand. Also, Jerico asking an important question: Who's doing the kitchen in the who, the cooking rather in the Hollywood House kitchen? I presume you guys might not have done much in the way of cooking. But if there were somebody to cook, who would it be? There's a there's a kid Sam who works for Underdog Fantasy that uh, he's the youngest person in the house, but also is responsible for acting like the old. He's the mother of the house, but we also have a, like a company card that they're just like go nuts on Seamless or Uber Eats on. So I never eat breakfast, but I had a breakfast burrito uh, this morning. So yeah, no cooking, just lots of ordering in. So Peter, are you gonna do a lot of? Oh, I feel fat in this picture that you guys are gonna be taking <laughs> later on tonight. For sure. Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely going to have to get my good side. We're going to do multiple angles, lots of delete it, uh, you know, the, just the, the L.A. stuff. <laughs> I also like how you guys like just to show like you guys are it's not a casting couch. Like there's a lot of pillows between you. So a good amount of space. <laughs> well, that wasn't purposely. If I yeah. had thought about how how that looked, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, you got to leave room for the Holy Ghost specs. That's true. I, you know, it's better than honestly. It would have been quite the move if you were just like leaning on Nick, like <laughs> spooning lightly. Like, would have created a vibe that I think people wouldn't have been prepared. You want, for. You want to be my Anna Banana? Yeah, I mean, is I, I think it's your job, Spags, as the host, to create you know a very welcoming environment where we feel comfortable. I think if you do your job by the end of the show, Nick will be resting in my lap, and I'll be kind of playing with his hair. 
And then one, one last question before we dig into underdog and, and do a screen share and see what we're doing. Uh, Josh in the chat asking, ask Nick about his banana speed eating skills. He's been asking questions, Nick, that seem either like friendly or perhaps trolling you. And I'm not sure which. So I'm just going to throw it out to the room. Uh, no. So we did a live stream last year at some point during a game and we were I don't remember how it happened, but like I got into a competition where I was seeing how many bananas I can eat in one minute time. And uh, we had a, like, what do you call a group of, a stalk of bananas? Whatever but, it is. Someone had, like, a, the, you know, the thing of bananas, and uh, there was, like, six or seven of them. And I, I think I ate seven of them in, in a, in a one-minute sitting of it. And it was in a video somewhere online. It was just a live stream we did. Um, a lot of people were complaining that the bananas were too small. I'm like, I don't make the rules. I didn't buy these bananas. You just gave me a stalk of bananas. I'm going to eat them as quickly as I can. So... I don't know. I just wanted to, you know, test myself, push myself to the limits mentally. I think that's a good thing to do every now and then. So I suggest anyone out there, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling complacent in life, go to your local supermarket, get the biggest batch of batch. That's the word batch of bananas you can find and rip through them in a 60 second clock. Is it batch? It's bunch. One, one man's coin in the chat saying one man's coin or saying a uh, bunch rather and also saying were they open for you was another follow up question she had. So I guess that is uh, pertinent for your Donkey Kong compositions. They were not open. That would be, I feel like that would be weird. Like if they were pre-opened for me. No, I was ripping through them. Like, they were, like they were a fucking NBA Top Shot pack. So it says a bunch of bananas is called a hand, while a single banana is referred to as a finger. That's not what I said. That's what I said, right? A hand? I thought you said a bunch. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't say you that. Said a <laughs> there you go. Whatever. Well, I ripped through a fucking hand of bananas. Hand of bananas. Hand of banana. Hand of bananas. <laughs> Big banana brand. <laughs> Bananas are really the, the secret sponsor of the show is actually Big Banana this entire time. Um, all right, let's do the underdog part, Pete, if you're ready, unless there's something you want to cover. <laughs> what are you looking No, are you I was just cat? eyeing our uh, hand of banana selection back there. I might have to grab one here for the second half of the stream. That's your, Pete, honestly, if you could eat seven bananas in an hour and beat Nick's record, I think that'd be great content, too. No, I didn't say an hour. I said a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm serious. No, I'm saying, yeah, right. I'm not doing that. No, no, you're, no, no, you're doing it. <laughs> All right, Maybe should I pull I up a big game two? Should I pull up a, a pick em slip on underdog where people could be playing right now and getting a deposit match up to $100 with the promo code SPLASH? Um, well, first of all, dark mode Twitter is going to come for you with this. Well, I, with I, this I didn't have this logged in there. I'm in dark. Wow. I like dark mode too. Wow, everyone in the chat screaming, my eyes, my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Did you not um, hear my Brian Flores take earlier? I love dark mode. You know, this is nice, Spags, because normally when we do all of our drafts and stuff on the account, it's my hard-earned money, you know, just free-rolling your shitty picks. And now now it's your turn to pay up. Um, I say we really splurge. What's the bigger one? Or $25 one here? The bigger game? I mean, look, Pete, I've, I've said I'm not depositing until uh, best ball season ends in NBA, and I'm a king of NBA best ball. But I'll spend the $25 if, if you want here so, so I can feel like I'm part of the crew not being in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yes wait but, hold up we have sam the guy in the house is responsible for like managing people's accounts and he could literally jack was trying to get him he can type in what number to deposit into your account at any moment's notice and jack was trying to get a little seven figure deposit into his account last night i mean well, that's why he's ahead of winning right that's his official he, title he the, just wins because he gets asked more numbers. numbers trying to come for my deposit king title um, all right i'm doing the bigger game then okay all right, there we go. Allow, I won't, I'll allow notifications. Sure, why not? I trust Underdog. They're our friends. No, Super Bowl. 
this is just a super I was about one. to walk off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh 2023 rookies and sophomores draft. <laughs> you know, I've been deep in my, for an hour and a half. my dynasty bag. <laughs> yeah. I was uh this this morning I woke up and uh because I'm in a few of the uh the big board drafts and so I had a notification to do that I was on the clock in like the 13th round and I spent probably five minutes just staring at the board and I'm just like I I, I have no idea what to do here I have no takes at this time uh and then I believe I selected Rondell Moore and moved on with my day <laughs> well didn't you not select enough Rondell Moore last year and that was your downfall in best ball no, I took too much Rondell Moore. He was like my third or fourth highest owned guy. I was going to say, it sounded like a dub if you avoided him. Yeah, no. But uh, this year's Rondell Moore, which is two years ago's LaVisca Chanel, is in fact Sky Moore. And uh, he's starting to get more and more uh, pub on Twitter. Hold, there's, uh, there's Sky Moore, and I believe there's Wandell. Wait, is it Wandell? I've might, seen that name. It yet. might be Wandell Robbins, but, but it might be Wandell Moore. I think it's Robinson. I, I think it's Robinson. Yeah, I think it's, I think I'm it's, it's Robinson or Robertson because we did this yesterday and somebody there's Wendell Moore who's at Duke right now and somebody was like, it's oh, I love him. yeah, as a basketball player. But, but Wandell is like five foot six, so I if, and he's wildly athletic. He's like really fun with the ball in his hands, which is going to lead him to get some of that Rondell bag. All right, so we got the first pick here on this uh, this underdog contest. Of course, you can play it for yourself and get a deposit matchup to 100 with the promo code Splash. Are we going Cooper Cup here, given that we do have the influencer one dot one? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's the best pick. Or you could start to like galaxy brain it and be like, you're gonna have to get really unique in this contest. How many people are gonna have different combinations? You know, like everyone who drafts one on one, they're gonna be drafting the same type of probably two or three guys at the at their next pick. Um, but I'm not really in the business of galaxy braining this. I mean, once I heard how much he loves bananas for dessert, I feel like he's the unanimous decision. Yeah, he's a healthy guy. Let's go, healthy pick. All right, so there we go. Cooper Cup is our number one pick as we're getting spammed on chat with incorrect information. How many <laughs> How many rounds is this, Drift? A million? <laughs> That's a good question. Pete, do you know? Uh, I, I think it's just four. It's just four picks. Four picks? Yeah. Just one at each position? It's um there's it's positionless with no QBs. Oh, so it's a, it's a really thin player pool. Okay. So I mean, yeah, the the Galaxy Brain take here might actually win this this draft, which I feels unfair given that I never get a one dot one, and I finally got it. Well, Spags, um, you know, there's only uh, Jake Funk three people in these drafts, so odds say if you hop in, you know, at least three more, you will get another one oh one. Um, all right, what's where we go next with this one? It does feel like we got Cooper Cup. Maybe we want to run it back with the Cincinnati pass catcher and go Tyler Boyd. So, yeah, I do think the other kind of maybe structural strategy would just be onslaughting a team, just knowing that most people probably like ping pong back and forth. So, I don't know. Acres is probably the best pick. Acres? All right. All right I'm so just then thinking we got one more here. We'll want to have like a couple players on each side. Um, whereas, if maybe a slight edge and just taking four Rams or whatever side you're already kind of making a big bet on and hope that it's a, a route. So, that means going to Van Jefferson's way, huh? I mean, we th- we don't have to go through with this uh, this full idea. I mean, look, it's it's my twenty five dollars, Pete, and if I want to spend it on Van Jefferson, apparently that's what I'm going to do. Oh, did I lose you, Pete? Are you there, or is it? It might just be me now. 
No, Pete doesn't realize his audio is off. <laughs> what did he do? What did he do to the audio? Well, the good news is now I can exert my will over a best ball draft and underdog, which quite frankly has not happened ever. So this is a tremendous moment for me on the show. Are you back? I hear, I hear occasional mic input sounds and nothing else. <laughs> How about now? Yeah, there you go. Are, you're good. Are we Mike? We're back. Yeah, now you're good. Welcome Mike to the channel. <laughs> just wanted uh, just wanted you to be able to vamp spags every time you get too comfortable as a host. You know, we have to humble you with some solo airtime. I mean, I was overwhelmed because I never get to actually make the picks in our drafts, and now I got to make them and probably make them very poorly at that. Who did we take? Uh, we took Cam Akers, Van Jefferson, and then Cooper Cup with the 1-1. One, one. Is, right, is Higby still on the board? He is still on the board. But we can't right, take him because he can't do four from a team. Phil is saying in the oh, chat. Oh, so Underdog is uh, already destroying my onslaught strategy. Jesus Christ. We're going to have to take that flyer on CJ Uzoma, I guess. Yeah, there we go. CJ it is. All right. That doesn't feel bad. This feels like this has to be one of the chalkiest drafts possible, I guess. Maybe, but maybe not taking Tyler Boyd helped. See, I was actually trying to – I was. I did one of these on the plane – and I was trying to think of ways that you could spice it up or do it just for the, the Super Bowl, just so there's more options. Because I understand why you have to remove QBs, because then two of the three teams would have such an advantage. I was wondering if you split out players' production. Like, if you had Jamar, you could draft Jamar Chase's receiving yards, but also Jamar Chase's rushing yards. Because then, like, wouldn't you, isn't it a little close between, like, Samaj P. Ryan rushing yards versus, you know, Jamar Chase, like breaking off a big one. Like, I feel like there could be a little bit more fun. That's interesting. Just to have more potential options to draft. I, don't I mean, know. do you want to try a cheaper draft and do something wacky? Sure. Let's do something wacky. All right. I'll, I look, I'll, I'll keep charging here. Yeah. All right. Five dollar draft. Fill it up right. Oh, it's already filled. That was incredibly fast. Spags, did you name the draft when it was done? Uh, Splash play live stream to uh, make well, sure. Well, because I'm doing so many, that. Pete. I don't have time to do that. Obviously, <laughs> I, I think it'll be pretty easy to identify these two. If I had to guess, <laughs> my drafts are much more likely to be going into the 2022 big board at this point. That's like if I see you. What's the price? What's the top prize in the twenty-five dollar one? Two uh, K, I think. If I see you victory lapping 2K, you Lord knows I'm going to see that roster and I'm going to recognize it. So don't even try to pull a fast one on me. When you like, yeah, I was drafting them all night while you were out gallivanting in L.A., Pete. <laughs> all right. Well, we got the 1-1 one, one again. Uh, I guess. Well, look we at go... this. <laughs> look, you I'm said you never get the 1-1 one, one, and now it would appear that all you do is get the 1-1. One, one. A 33% hit rate. It's paying dividends here. I guess we go Joe Mixon this time or Jamar Chase. Yeah, let's galaxy brain it. Who's next in the ADP after Cup? Um, it's Joe Mixon. Do push it even further. Do like Jamar Chase, right? Because yeah, he's number no three. No one's probably taking. He, yeah. Yeah, let's go Chase. All right, I'll do it. Jamar Chase, number one pick. This guy, number two, Jakers is going to be really excited. Jakers, sixty nine. So you know he's a real serious guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jakers is at home right now just mumbling to himself, these idiots, this is where they'll always be an edge. <laughs> He's checking Cooper Cup's Twitter right now and going like, I got it. Oh, he got his own live stream going. <laughs> yeah. Jakers just tweeted out, God really is good. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually tweeted, God is great. He, he won up. <laughs> Seven likes. <laughs> All right. So now we're, it looks like we're not going to get many Bengals on the way back. So do we go... Uh, we got Cam Akers, Tyler Boyd, Sony Michelle, Van Jefferson. 
You took Cam Akers last time. Tyler Boyd? Yeah, let's basically just do the inverse of what we did on that other okay. draft. Yeah. Tyler Boyd is the uh, the Robin. I feel like we should go with the Van Jeff spot as well if we can because he's like a deep ball guy that will randomly catch a 60-yarder. 100% exposure to Van Jefferson? You're crazy. It's the only way to win. <laughs> it's the only way to win in this economy. All right, I'll do it. Just because Nick said so. I, I don't know that I would agree with 100% Van Jefferson because I like to do the exact opposite when doing a second draft, but I, I'll defer to you, Nick, and your expertise. I didn't even realize we took Van Jeff in the last draft, to be completely honest. Can I, uh, can I request Drew Sample instead of Uzoma? Like, Sorry, DJs aren't taking requests today. <laughs> please, please. Are you taking requests? Play the hits, Spags. Drew this Sample. This is my wedding. <laughs> The Your sample is definitely being, not the hits, I would say, in any situation. Well, if everyone's taking Uzoma with their last pick, maybe all this Skyline Chili stuff is all bullshit. Maybe he's not ready to play, and maybe we it's could, true sample season. We could get Kendall Blanton, too. He did make it to the last pick. Yeah, I don't mind Blanton. Bla Blanton you, don't, you don't mind Blanton? Someone quote that shit and put it up on a poster. There's like here's two minutes of Peter touting the backup tight ends of the Super Bowl. All right, fuck. It. I'm just going through sample. Thank you. Unbelievable. Give, play the hits. Blanton going undrafted is a travesty. I would say a miscarriage of justice. <laughs> Spags, how many likes do you think you could get if you just tweeted out "God is good" right now? I, I would get negative likes, as they know. I'm, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm doing that <laughs> okay, right now. Let's do it. Urcolato is going to tweet it out. What set the over under? In what? Is it straight up just God is good? God is good, and I think it was a period after it. Do too. I have to do a capital G? Because no. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lowercase brand. No, you don't. Well, no, because then you're gonna you're gonna be going against the base. Then if you don't capitalize God, <laughs> you think that, that's you think it's blasphemous? Yeah, I think they'd be like, Nick, you're you're a heathen. You're gonna have to delete the tweet. All right, I'm just gonna go word for word exactly what uh, Mr. Banana did. God is good. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay, so we gotta we gotta guess what what are we gonna set the time? Like, when are we gonna check likes for our till the end of the show? Into the show? Okay. No one's going to believe that. Oh, okay. Into the show. Uh, and so we got about, what, half hour, a little less than that? Yeah. Uh, I will say Nick. I think Nick can get up to like 55 likes so, in a half hour. So I will set the line. Okay. So they're coming in decently fast. I'll set the line at 75. So, Pete, do you want to take the over under on that? So it depends what kind of manipulation is going to go on. Like, are you going to reply? I tweeted. To I tweeted it, and I'm going to put my phone down. All right. So as long if none of us engage with it, I'll take the under. So I will we take the under too. All over the next 25 minutes, then. Well, to me, if you engage with it, that boosts it in the algorithm. Right, but that's part of the bet, then. Like that's like the vig. That's market manipulation. Yeah, which you know, what do you what that's do you what that's what they call insider tweeting. How about this, Spag? You tell me what you're going to reply to it with, and I'll tell you if I'm going to allow it. I thought about <laughs> I thought about hitting the reply. I was just going to retweet it because I feel like things like people like tweets when I don't even engage with them and I just retweet them because it just I'll, gives I'll it a I'll let boost. you retweet it. I actually think a reply is stronger in the algo than uh, a retweet. Can I do both? No, that's the you point. Could, I you could do whatever you want. All right, I'm, I'm taking the over. I'm locked in on the over. We've set the over. So over 75 is what we're doing. Yeah, you're pumping your own bags with that retweet. It's allowed. Okay. It's a free market. You know what I need to do to combat this is tweet out God is good. Pull some of the likes. You or know, you could tweet God stinks. 
<laughs> yeah, God. All right, everyone, it seems like in the chat now is uh, feeling influenced to tweet out God is good. Love that. All right, yeah. I I'm just going to let the regular retweet stand. Hopefully that goes. I, I think people just must be confused because I, I do think, you know, much like me, Nick, I think you give across a little bit of a heathen vibe. <laughs> well, you don't think people believe that I'm a big God guy? You could be. You could be like a cool youth pastor God guy, maybe. <laughs> I could totally wearing sweatsuits to, to yeah. church. Yeah. No, you. Yeah, and like they'll they'll have like a tattoo or or something. You know, I think you could. Pull it off. gives you edge because it's like, oh, he converted. He, he lived a bad life. Like he something happened. He converted. He went to God for faith or whatever. This yeah. man used to drink a margarita a day, and now he <laughs> found God. <laughs> I feel like Nick would sit a lot of like backwards chairs. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> all of his, all of Damn, his. Damn, I uh, give off backwards chair vibes. Yeah. It's the most fucking fucked up thing I've ever heard. All oh, right. Um, we did, we did the underdog. Do we want to do one more underdog pick them then? And then we can get to yeah. the actual, the bets and we can give some ride or die. Yeah, I can pull that. up the, uh, right. go pick them shopping. I'm a little disappointed. The, the line that um, Nick mentioned I'd uh, bet the acres 64 and a half under rushing yards in the week. And that line hasn't moved at all, you know? So I, I thought, you know, my people, we could move that line. That's but, a very uh, strong bet still. I think underdog is uh, yeah. they're not trusting our, us being sharp money. All right. Yeah. So we got it like, on the screen. I'm going to go contrarian and take the under on Joe Burrow's one passing yard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, well, dude, ja hold up. Jack was on uh, radio row down here yesterday or two days ago, which is like where all the media kind of sets up and does interviews. And he said he ended up sitting down and talking with supposedly the guy who has the best Super Bowl prop uh, betting record of all time, 29 to 5. And he said this guy got a deal with his bookie for a 5,000 to 1 bet that Joe Burrow leaves the game in the first quarter with a knee injury and doesn't return. He put $500 down on a 500 to 1 bet to win $2.5 million. And Jack, like, Jack is, he thinks this guy has, like, witchcraft going. And he thinks Joe Burrow's <laughs> leaving in the first quarter with a knee injury. He's, like, all, he's trying to, he's scavenging for different books and bookies to see if he can lay down this bet somewhere. I like that that's, that's uh, Jack's thinking that way instead of, like, this guy has a real problem and I should try to help him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jack is, uh. Jack just believe this guy. This guy's, like, I'm 29 to 5. Jack's, oh. It would be. He doesn't check his sources. We should ask Underdog for the data, uh, how many people bet the under on the uh, the Joe Burrow one yard passing prop? <laughs> it's like everyone at the roulette table, you know, putting their chips around, and you're the guy that bets on green. You know, <laughs> there's a, there's definitely a comically high amount of people that went the under on it. I bet Spags, I, I like this angle, man. Um, <laughs> let's take the over. We'll take the generosity of underdog. I'm willing to go to the full 20x payout though. So let's. Let's let's see what bets we would take that actually there is some level of confidence in. And I know Pete, you you actually you and Nick both kind of talked about the rushing props. Which rushing prop do you feel the most strongly about out of the ones that are on underdog? Well, I'll say I'll say just for my favorite two picks are the under total yards for both running backs, Akers and Mixon. I think Akers is at like eighty, Mixon might be at like ninety four or something. Okay, let's see where Mixon's at. We don't have to take both of them, but those are definitely my my primo choices. Yeah, let me pull it up. Am I am I allowed to look at the lines? Yes, yes. yes. As long as in fact, I would encourage it. I think if anybody's playing on underdog and you could find, you know, books and, and just kind of compare and shop around, it's going to be the best advantage you have. And I think underdog won't be mad at us for saying that. They've added a bunch of them too. Now we have Cam Akers' uh, longest run at 15 and a half. Interesting. Um, rushing attempts at 16. I do like... Uh, 
it's one of those things where I'm starting to get a little worried because I feel like a lot of people have this Cam Akers undertake, um, and yet the lines aren't, aren't really budging on it. Let's see, rushing. They they haven't offered any Darrell Henderson lines. Maybe we should ask them for some of those. Cam Akers rushing line is at sixteen and a half. Is plus money on Pinnacle at one fifteen. The under is minus one thirty seven. So the Cam Akers under would be the correct play. But they have it at sixteen, which is not great. What about uh? Do we have confidence that Sony Michelle is anything more than the RB three for this game? I don't know his 19 and a half rushing, like five and a half rushing. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted here. Yeah. I mean, Michelle I, I had, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was Sonny just going to say some weird Sonny lines. Mich- Damn it. Sony <laughs> <laughs> Michelle had some weird so lines I saw. Um, Cause one of the things that I do for betting, which I've talked about on the show before is like compare lines to pinnacle. Cause pinnacle's best sports book. We take the best sharp money, all that stuff. Um, they had Sony Michelle's over five and a half rushing attempts, uh, rushing attempts as plus money, even though or actually they had it as minus money, but all the books have it at plus 110. And also for over 16 and a half rushing yards, they had that as a uh, being minus 152. So they actually think that Sony Michelle gets there a good amount of the time. Yeah. I, yeah, it's tough. I do think. What about Samaji P. Ryan? Wait, hold on. Okay. So Samaji P. Ryan. Rushing yards is set at five and a half. Receiving yards set at 13 and a half, but total is 14 and a half. So they're giving you a five yard window of taking those individually, but the total yardage is nearly five yards lower. Does that make sense? Yeah, I actually took the P Ryan under rushing yards too, because that was one of the best bets on the board. Um, It's minus 138 on Fox, but Pinnacle has it as minus 175. So do they have his total yardage on there as a prop? Yeah, what is his total? Because that is a very interesting 14 and a half feels like an over. It feels like uh, I think I would take the over on total yardage for P Ryan. 14 and a half. Let me see. Yeah, why is that miss? Why is that off by four yards? Nick just uh we gotta hammer this before they figure it out. I hope Sam's not in the uh in the chat right now. All right. Um Samaj P Ryan is at 15 and a half over under rushing yards on some of the books. Over under just rushing yards. Uh sorry, rushing plus receiving, and it's minus 115 for both sides. What do, what do they have for just individual rush yards and individual receiving yards for him? Individual rush yards was the five and a half, and that's the bet that I took. So that's the under is looking pretty good for P Ryan. So that's why I'm putting it on here. Um, his his receiving yards are b- 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 where's P Ryan? Shockingly, P Ryan not that high up the list. Um, it looks like the ten and a half is the primary line here. Minus one ten, minus one ten. So that's where underdog is 13 and a half. So that's where the total yardage kind of gets so skewed. The under on P Ryan's receiving yards. And, and it's probably getting inflated a bit from, I wonder if they had that set um, at like the 10 and a half. And then people have been betting the over. So it's gone up. And because he had that screen pass that last game where, you know, we went 30 yards for the touchdown. And I wonder if everyone's has that in their head and have been betting it up or something. Yeah, it looks like under 13 and a half receiving yards for P. Ryan is minus 154 on the books. So that's like, that seems like a good, well, I would still take the under rushing yards, but I think the under receiving yards is also a pretty good bet. What is the chat saying? I can't see them. Um, what are they're they saying you're, they hate you and they want me to take your <laughs> channel over. <laughs> what about, uh, this is going to be a little funky, but Jamar Chase, three and a half rushing yards. He has gotten, at least one carry 
in every playoff game they've had this year. It feels like it's something they're working into their game plan, like at least one reverse end around. That's fun, too, because if he gets a carry... You go nuts, yeah. It's either he gets hit behind the line of scrimmage or he, he's clearing three and a half yards, right? Yeah. And they have uh, wild card, three carries, divisional, one carry, conference championship, one carry. So it seems like they're doing at least like one end around play to him each and game. When, when do you pull out all the tricks? I mean, if you're not going to use your bag of tricks in the Super Bowl. Zach Taylor, big trick guy. Big yeah. trick. How about his brother, Press Taylor, getting the OC job in the – where is it? My, Jackson? Talk to Spags. Spags loves talking about coaches. Press Taylor. I thought it was made up. Press Taylor signed OC job in, uh, I think, maybe Jacksonville. Oh, actually, that makes sense because I think he worked under Doug Peterson in Philly for a while. It's amazing. Like one got one young coach gets a glimpse of success, and it's just like immediate family members getting hired, brothers, sisters, friends. Just nepotism rules this industry, guys. <laughs> that's why. All right, I'm actually making a serious prop card, by the way. <laughs> so that's that's why I'm getting quiet here because I want to make sure that all of these are efficient. Um, Read, read your read your slip to us, Spags. All right, so my slip right now, I'm taking the over on the Joe Burrow one passing yard. I don't have the courage to take the under there because um, I'm not one of Jack's degenerate friends that he met at Radio Row. Um, <laughs> Sony Michelle, I'm taking the over on five and a half rushing yards because that is minus money on Pinnacle. Pinnacle's the best sports book in the world, and that's why you should use their data as a reference point. Joe Mixon, under 63 and a half rushing yards. It looks like the line generally is at 60 and a half. So I'll take the under there. And I, that was one of Nick's picks. Um, Samaj P. Ryan under five and a half rushing yards. And then Jamar Chase over three and a half rushing yards actually looks like a, a plus EV bet. Spags, like, I mean, all that's good and well and line shopping and all that. But does your betting slip tell a story? <laughs> it tells a story of a man who's really concerned with the second tier players. Tell us the story. Record. Tell us what happens in this game. For this slip to ship it. Um, so the story of this one would be that uh, Joe Burrow is passing a lot, it would seem. And Joe Mixon is looking on, is standing on the sidelines wondering, why Joe Burrow? Why did you pass for more than one passing yard in this game? <laughs> Sony Michelle then says, oh, it seems like Joe Burrow's having fun. I'd like to play as well. And Sean McVay goes, yeah, you got some hot hands on you. And he comes in and rushes over five and a half times. Samaj Pirine doesn't get in at all because Joe Mixon is selfish, but he learns about the value of friendship along the way and then includes him later on in the game, but he only gets three rushing yards. And Jamar Chase also, I guess, is part of what made Samaj Pirine because he also got a rush attempt that went for over three and a half rushing yards. Wow. This is, did you start working on that fantasy football storybook, children's book? Or early <laughs> Dude, don't I mean, give our ideas. It's not, a, it's not an official one. Um, how much money should I put on this, given that I, you know, I'm playing with the what, house money? I think the max you can put on the Burrow special is 25. Oh, 25. Okay. I was ready to go 200. <laughs> what does that pay out on that 25? 500. Do we have a fourth member in here right now? Yeah, we're going to have uh, Bethany's hops on. She has uh, a Super Bowl squares uh, game that she is going to uh, tell us about here. Uh, Spags, also, I, can't, I can't place this bet because I'm in Pennsylvania. God damn you, Pennsylvania. What? You can't place it? No, apparently not. I have to go to real sports books instead of our good friends at Underdog who give you that flexibility to play in their style. Wow. I guess you're going to have to drive across state lines to get this bet in. <laughs> I'm going to drive across state lines to drive to an illegal sportsbook state to bet on underdog. Yes, Spags, that's what we're doing. It's called okay. commitment, Spags. Look it Unbelievable. up. Unbelievable. Well, somebody steal my prop card out there because I feel pretty good about this one. I think this is a pick em slip that wins them all. Yes. Um. All right. We're going to welcome in Woman's 
Bethany, or is this an alter ego? You you don't look like uh, you did last time I saw you. No, I am not like like last time you saw me. I am still woman, <laughs> but I am announcing that I am running a race this August. It is called the Who Day Coast. I am a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and I am running the Who Day Coast. The Hood. Mount Hood, I am going to go to the Mount Hood and run, 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 run down the mountain to the Willamette Valley. Some people call it the Willamette, but it is the Willamette, damn it. And then run up the coast range. Only the Oregonians know that it is called the coast range. Nobody else knows this, but go back down the coast range toward the Pacific <laughs> Ocean and land in the town of Seaside, that is 200 miles, 200 miles, 12 person relay. We are raising I... money for clean water in South Sudan, my <laughs> own country. I don't I... know what they sound like in South Sudan. I don't think you should be doing that accent. <laughs> Yeah. I, I am going to translate for Bethany uh, before she gets herself uh, or this channel in trouble. Normally, we, we reserve the cancellations for Spags, but Bethany uh, is running a race and she's raising money for World Vision. And you've put together a Super Bowl Squares game. Uh, and why don't you tell people uh, about how they can play? All you have to do is uh, Venmo me or PayPal or whatever you'd like to do. The, the methods are on the next slide, which Pete will show you. It's a very standard rules, the most basic rules you can. There's no skill involved, uh, which is why, you know, you should probably give it to your, you know, family members who don't care about gambling. And um, yeah, uh, basically half it's just $10 a square. So $5 goes to the cause, the clean water in South Sudan, and $5 goes to the pot. So because $10 per square, there's $500 that you could win for your $100, $100, $10 entry. And up to 10 squares can be bought per, um, per thing I do. Um, so anyway, so $500 is possible. Um, for your one entry. Awesome. And where, uh, when are you going, how are you going to tell people what oh, uh, number uh, they were well, assigned? For, it's interesting because I'm doing this basically virtually and to everyone I know. So uh, for you guys, I will, uh, I will give the information in the splash play channel. I will do this um, on one of the apps and do the numbers randomly. Uh, so I will enter um, everybody's name in there, uh, which will be a little bit of work, but, um, but that's okay. So you will get to see a, a set of squares and get up, be able to follow along and uh, be able to get your money in the way that you gave it to me. Yeah, people okay, asking, they're not going to get Seth, Seth Yates said no. Bethany is a credible, or sorry, woman's, I didn't mean to interfere with the character work, um, is in fact a very credible human being who's doing something nice, and that's why we're doing this on the show. So the, have no fears. Go check out the details on the screen. Give them the, the last plug here one more time, Bethany, because you are doing a, a good thing for the people out there. Right. This is how to give me money 
And uh, how, uh, right, and it's not just for me, it's for you and for clean water in South Sudan. That's the flag. And yes, uh, I am, I'm well branded, except for on Cash App, where I have some crazy user <laughs> ID. And um, yeah, but on Twitter, I'm Bethany L. Peters. Uh, my DMs are open, so ask me any questions there you want. On the Discord, I'm Woman's. So uh, my DMs are open. They're not open, actually. You have to. Mm, yeah, they are. They're open. They're open for business. <laughs> go go um, DMing, go please. Go ahead, yeah. slide into my DMs after you friend me, but I will accept your friend request. Um, well, um, thank you for putting this together, uh, Bethany. It sounds like the easiest way, um, Venmo, PayPal, probably. And make sure you just type your name in so she can uh let you know in the discord what square you ended up with so uh very nice of you to put this together and uh i will get my entry over to you uh after the show bethany okay i will too so you're competing against us competing for a good cause go check the details on the screen go venmo bethany and <laughs> i don't know what's going on here bethany. Uh, all right bethany uh good day good day ghost bye Bye, Bethany. Um, thank you to Bethany for putting that on. Um, I do think we should go check in on uh, Nick's tweet here. Okay, let's check. Thank you for getting the show back on track, Pete, because I didn't have a transition. Oh, wow. The under. Oh, the, the under is looking evening. real good, Spags. Okay, hold on. I, I, I can Where try to at? save this. I'm going to pull it up here. Here we go. Four retweets, 21 likes. Jeez. Spags, how much did we bet? Spags set the line at 75. He believes in your social I, media. I, I took yeah. the under immediately. You did, yeah. I knew. God God doesn't play well in my audience. <laughs> okay, I, I gave a quote tweet here, which I don't think matters because I haven't been tweeting it all this week, and my algorithm really takes a shit nosedive every time that I don't uh, tweet very often. But, <laughs> Pete, I don't know if you, if you could check my reply on my handle real fast. I think... Wow, Pete, the absolute backhand hits the under and then goes and likes it, too. Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, I, I I like to support you know fellow content creators with with likes. You know, I feel quite I'm trying to start the debate. I think if Pete had come out strongly and said God is not good, I think that would have embraced debate like you did with Wordle. But you know, heaven forbid we do that for our Lord and Savior, Pete. Pete, you should do that. Yeah, you should start a bit where you're anti God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the great a great bit for sure. Yeah. The antichrist of DFS would be quite yeah. the angle for you. Yeah. The problem like is, is that God-fearing men and women watch live streams too, as Michael <laughs> Jordan once said. Well, there we go. So that's honestly, I don't know that God is good after that last segment. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, it takes a lot of courage to uh, attempt a new character, and uh, we love Bethany. And uh, you know, you, you live, you learn, you try things out, and you improve on them. <laughs> it's, I am I'm floored, but let's do um, I'm going to kick about real fast. So people, if you want to tell some of the bets that I took, we kind of talked around them there, but I did pull up a few in advance that seemed uh, positive EV. So Matthew Stafford over two and a half touchdowns. If you can get it at plus 160 or plus 170, it's being valued by Pinnacle at plus 143. And again, that's just what I do. For my betting probability of it winning is higher than the probability of it losing. Um, and that's sort of what the value is going to be in terms of your money. Samaj P. Ryan under five and a half rushing yards, minus 138 on Fox is 
minus 175 on Pinnacle. That's another bet that I'm personally taking and putting a good amount of money on. Sony Michelle, over five and a half rushing attempts. is plus 110 on some books. Pinnacle has it as minus 113. Good bet. Van Jefferson, over two and a half receptions, plus 130 on DK Sportsbook, but it's plus 110 on Pinnacle. It's about a 5% expected value there. Sony Michelle, over 16 and a half rushing yards, minus 120 on BetMGM, but it's minus 152 on Pinnacle, which is 6% expected value. And T. Higgins, longest reception, a fun one. Uh, if you go under, actually, no, it's not fun then, under 24 and a half receiving yards for T. Higgins' longest reception. That's actually valued at minus 110 at BetMGM, minus 137 on Pinnacle. And Pete, those are my bets. And a lot of BetMGM plugs who continues to squeeze me for free. Spags, no one cares about those bets. They want to know what you're betting on whether Snoop Dogg is going to light up uh, uh, during the halftime show or not. I think it was like even money on the yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Also, Brick, uh, Pete's other podcast partner, replied to my tweet with a tweet of his saying, if the DFS gods love us and are all powerful, why do they allow bad things to happen to good people? Comment, Pete. <laughs> um i think that presupposes that there's good people in dfs <laughs> <laughs> which i think we're proving time and time again there are in fact not but let's see the ride or die picks real fast uh, we have the rams money line here the best lines you're going to find out there's minus 190 Bengals plus 174 pete if you had to take a money line bet for either side given those odds which one would you want to take yeah i think i don't think i am going to bet uh Money line Rams, I think I would just bet them to cover. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Rams here, even though it's kind of like an emotional hedge where I'd love to see the Bengals win. But I think the best way to stuff the wallet is with betting the Rams. How about you, Nick? Do you have a lean here? Would you consider taking the Bengals plus 174? It feels like there is probably a little more value in, in taking them just to cover, but maybe a more fun bet to just ride with the Bengals and, and their fans to, to win this game. Yeah, I would take uh, the Rams spread. I would take if I have to do money line. I would take Cincinnati. I just there's not a lot of value there with the Rams at almost minus two hundred. When the I mean the spread's kind of big, but I feel like if the Rams win, they're probably going to win semi-handedly. Also, Drico pointing out a good point that there we have over sixty people watching the stream live and only twenty four likes on the tweet. So even the people watching the show just decided they didn't want to participate in the God debate. Very. That's much. like my tweet. Well, we got a bunch of anti-god people out there scrolling twitter and they won't hit hit the like here's the thing though we you know there were people who were on the under and people who were on the over so the people who were on the over went and liked it and the people who were on the under didn't like it so i mean that's that's kind of how that that plays out actually you know what uh some good engagement for nick kyle yates who's a decent fantasy analyst out there i, sh I should say like a good uh, fantasy analyst out there <laughs> this fact you do this every time when you reference <laughs> so you do the backhanded plug so well well, I, did, I don't know him personally, but I've seen him pop up a lot. He's a fantasy pros guy, and he, he liked it. So I think you're, you're just reaching a different audience base than you might normally, Nick. A lot of, actually, a lot of quality, engaged people in the fantasy community are, are big fans of God, it seems. Yeah, Kyle's a, Kyle's a big uh, man of faith. And I, I realize that I don't, uh, the, everyone who's liking that tweet are, are, like, are liking the tweet because they really liked that tweet. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, you're saying really the ratio the of the play ironic versus unironic stuff yeah there's not i don't think there's an ironic like on that entire bags your your hater is back it's funny because like you yeah. used to do this on osmo and i guess we're now getting big enough where he thinks this is a platform worth <laughs> continuing that bit but yeah that's what, why would you again a very backhanded compliment at my channel there uh <laughs> i meant more our show your other view your other videos have been doing great but obviously splash play you know started a little bit later in the race perhaps all right spags just maybe land the plane <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
right. Um, and then I guess Pete, for you, you are a DFS man. Who's your showdown captain for Sunday? Cooper Cup. God is good. Holy shit. What a bold take. <laughs> Nick, do you have a bolder take for who might be the uh, the showdown winner at captain for DFS formats? That admittedly, I am not Nick is not going to go on the record as an expert. He's going just as a fan of the game. Did audio drop out again? The audio is off. These guys don't even realize it yet. Or or they did it deliberately just to hurt me. It's hard to tell. <laughs> Pete, Pete kind of looking like a snack. Yeah, God is good. That's what we say. Like We're bike, right? Yeah, we are back. All right. Well, first, yeah, I just said that's a backhanded, another backhander coming out of you. I hope you're getting everything off your chest now. And I want you to rephrase that question, calling me an expert. You are an expert, Nick. I just know you don't like DFS, so I feel bad asking you about a niche DFS format because I know that's not your jam. All, all you're asking him is who's going to be the best player in the game. You don't have to be condescending, Spags. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with Cooper Cup. <laughs> okay, so Spags, let's Cooper go three Cup for up. three on Cooper Cup captains. Come on, have uh, the courage. I'm gonna take. Odell Beckham Jr. is my showdown winning captain to leverage off of these other experts in the room in Los Angeles. This this show is off the rails. I mean, the chat is out of control, having to block people left and right, accusing <laughs> Spags of various misdemeanors. Um, the audio is cutting way. You can accuse me of legitimate misdemeanors. <laughs> they, they would be incredible. <laughs> Please get me with the right ones. Um. All right, give, give, give me the plug, Pete. What, what's going on in L.A.? What can people look out for from you guys doing uh, fun things over at the Underdog House and, of course, you know, being a part of the mix out in L.A.? Yeah, Underdog's making me do a TikTok uh, every hour on the hour, so I do <laughs> need to, uh, to get back to, to that. Uh, you know, the content mill never stops. Um, yeah, Nick and I are going to head out, maybe uh, experience some of the L.A. culture today. Uh, maybe we'll have some videos uh, that come out of that. Yeah, there we'll be go. messing Nick, around the, the house. So go, you, go follow the Underdog Fantasy. I think it's just Underdog Fantasy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, follow Underdog Fantasy. Go. Use the promo code SPLASH for $100 deposit match. And make sure you go follow Nick at Nick Ercolano, where he's not often tweeting about his religious beliefs. But, Nick, what can people expect to find for you this offseason? Because you got a lot of prep work that you'll be doing, I'm sure, for the next six months of your life. Yeah, well, from now on, it's only it's only religious-based tweets. So. <laughs> And banana eating, too, at the same time. <laughs> a little bit of call me. A little bit of call me. Follow at Nick Ercolano. Follow at Peter Overzet. Follow at Chris Spags. Follow at Splash Play Pod. We'll be back. Uh, are we going to be back Monday, Peter? Are you going to be back in time? Um, Actually, I'm not. I'm going to be flying at the time. All right. Well, cool. Cool. <laughs> So we're going to. What if, what if we did, like, generally my Wi-Fi is pretty good on the JetBlue flight. What if I just kind of transcribed like my thoughts to you via the chat and then uh and then you could just kind of relay them to the people sure or we could what, what's what's an actual time that might work um specs let's figure this out later <laughs> you son of a bitch well follow at splash play pod for this cliffhanger to know when we'll recap the super bowl for you guys we'll be back at some point next week so follow at splash play pod for that info and go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe the 99 cents a week deal goes away on the 13th so go take advantage of it that price is definitely going to be going up soon and possibly going up more with some new features so go get in at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe and enjoy the super bowl guys good luck goodbye christopher
Oh, I need to find the outro. Bye.